citizens. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Uh, topic of the program. Oh, and shout out to Marty, who is over in Studio CC, going to open the phone lines up in the last segment and get your take on some of the topics that we cover. Um, I have a few few that I want to kind of just touch on. And then where I want to spend the bulk of the time is looking at some new information out from the Parents Television Council that um, is exposing the great problem with Netflix. Mm. Um, a lot of us are, you know... Um, all settled in for long winter's nap kind of a thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, and so, so um, we have seen a spike in streaming and online viewing, and this was expected, but it is even higher than what was originally expected. Um, mm. Nielsen ratings, you know, who tracks right. viewing habits and streaming and all of that. And their business has gone through several changes. I mean, the way people watch television, right? So it's not just television, but it's streaming and it's doing that from anywhere. It's not just in one central location. It's all over the place. It's in the palm of your hands, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, well, Nielsen was um, expecting there to be a spike in the amount of streaming and, and um, you know, TV viewing in the month of March. But they originally expected like a 60% increase. But uh, as it turns out, um, there's been like an 85% mm. increase in the month of March for viewing. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, Parents Television Council took a look at what our kids and specifically our teenagers are viewing. um, And it's very concerning based on the way Netflix and it's no surprise to us that Netflix doesn't care about our kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's not not surprising. That's not a surprise. If you keep up with the American Family Association, we know what you're doing over there, Hastings. We know that you don't care about our kids and you don't care about their innocence. It's not uh, Netflix and chill. Something like that he used to say. You can't chill. It's Netflix and Expose. Yeah, and in expose. fact, that's the that's the topic for today's show. <laughs> right. Netflix and Expose. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. And uh, we're going to get into some of that information, um, just talking about why parents need to be concerned. Again, we are constantly calling on parents to be vigilant and to protect their children. Now, you know, we can we can do both of these things. We can protect our own families, protect our own homes, um, hopefully doing the jobs that we have been installed to do Mm -hmm. right on our own home front. And then also um, look out for our brothers and sisters in the Lord who, you know, maybe they don't get exposed to this information. Maybe they don't know that this is going on so we can share it and uh, we can apply pressure to these companies like Netflix. They're not the only streaming uh, service, but uh, certainly they are the largest. And in the month of March, they had the highest share of Mm. the amount of content being viewed by teenagers but one of the things, just to um, kind of whet your appetite for what this discussion will entail, one of the things that the Parents Television Council found in looking at the way the content is rated for teenagers is that consistently and overwhelmingly teenagers, and it's rated for teens, but it is the type of content that is for both a mature audience or if you, 
because Netflix has a combination of like TV shows that they do, but they also have a com. Um, they also have movies, right? Yeah. So they use the most motion picture associations ratings for their movies, even their own original content movies. They use that the MPA rating, but then they also use television ratings for things that are shorter form, right? So you're familiar with this. It's like TV PG, TV right. um, PG thirteen, I think, or maybe PG thirteen, I think, is tell is uh, movies. is movies, right? But uh, TV mature. Yeah. Um. Uh. TV. I have the ratings here in front of me. We'll get into the details of that. TV fourteen. But what they found, and this is incredible, is that what falls consistently under the category of teen viewing is the type of stuff that is TV mature, or if you're looking at it in movie form, it would be rated R. Mm. And teenagers are Netflixing, if you will, and uh, and not chilling. They're being exposed. And, and again, and this is, you know, man, there's so many different battles that we have to fight. And, and we wonder why sometimes we look at our kids and, and they look back at us and, and we don't recognize them. And, and we say, man, I'm not I'm not raising you to be like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 such a shock. Um, but I, respectfully, I think the question has to be and, and again, Understandably, this is a unique situation that we're in. So we're kind of looking at increased viewing. But I think on a regular basis, parents have to take some inventory and say, man, how much are my kids watching? You know, like what? And I would, I would, I would bet that it's pretty high on a normal basis. I think they were looking for a spike because of what's going on. But I think in the normal sequence of events, you know, of, of life, that it would be pretty high even then so yeah that's got to concern us that's got to concern us because you know and again n- not to be sensational here but when your kids are spending that much time you know in some instances when you talk about five six hours a day just depending on how it all shakes out um at some point you got to say that that entertainment is raising them and why do I say that? I'm not saying that to kind of go back to the, oh, we're anti-television. You know, there's that that whole thing. And I'm not one of those people. Like, we enjoy entertainment. Of, of course, we have to be very selective. And um, our kids here know a lot. And sometimes, <laughs> um, maybe more than that, they hear we need to check it out first. Mm. And that doesn't <laughs> always get applause, right? right? I mean, they're like, oh, you know. and They shouldn't be surprised, but hey. They shouldn't be surprised. Like, I guess that's, they're not, but it's just like, oh, you know. I think they're always hoping. Yeah. I think let's hope. Yeah. I think they're always hoping, you know, keep hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, but it's amazing because kids, they always expect that these entertainers are going to do better. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the, even though they understand what's at stake, I think kids are just, you know, I don't know, or maybe they just hope that you, that'll be the one day that you just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Man. They hope that that'll be the one day that you just kind of say, hey, you, you know what, that, go ahead. That goalie. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And, 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 you know, Lord help us because it, sometimes it's tag teaming, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm tired of answering this question. You're in, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like tag them in. But um, when your kids are watching, um, you know, just, just huge amounts of television, you have to ask yourself a question and it's a legitimate question. I don't think it's an exaggerated question, but whether or not what they're watching is, um, is shaping them. And so then I would say rearing them, training them, teaching them about the world, teaching them how to interact with one another and mind you, teaching them how to interact with you, Mm. with you. Right. So it's not just peer influence, but it's also media influence. And so 
sometimes we have um, what I would say, you know, how you, you were once encouraged when you were a kid to stay away from the riffraff. Yeah. You know, don't keep up with those people. You know, evil communication com- corrupts Birds good morals. Flock together yeah. to be careful who you're flocking with and all of this. Yeah, you know, those are, we used to hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. It sounds so old and cantankerous, <laughs> but it's just, it was good. It was good information, right? It's based on scripture. Um, but now I would say, man, we're letting the birds nest right in our house. Like we, it's not, you know, we're mm. bringing them right in and, and letting our kids kind of follow these new sets of standards that they're unfamiliar to us. So we're going to get into that. But I do have a couple other things that I want to talk about before we spend the bulk of our time looking at that uh, Parents Television Council information that is newly out. Um, so far, over 1.6 million businesses have received um, forgivable loans from the Paycheck Protection Program. Mm. Um, many of us are familiar. We've, we've been learning so much. You know, it's like everyone has sort of um, been able to peek behind the curtain of industries that we were not otherwise familiar with, right? right? So small businesses, we know what kind of things are going on because of the way people are affected. And um, according to President Trump, um, the SBA has processed more loans in 14 days than it's processed in like the previous 14 years. So there's a lot of small wow. businesses. We know that um, after the uh, initial stimulus, if you will, or aid that was given to small businesses, um, March 30th, that that money was depleted by April 16th. Mm. So then there was a second round, $320 billion. But here is something that's great. With all of those loans, (laughs) this is going to sound, but this is great. Mm -hmm. With all of those small business loans that have been processed where, you know, with all of the funding going to different places, um, according to a person who is a part of the Trump administration, none of those funds have gone to Planned Parenthood. Well, good. (laughs) That's a really good thing. The Trump administration has acted to ensure that no funds from the payment uh, paycheck protection programs uh, set up to assist small businesses. We talked about none of that will go to Planned Parenthood. I think the argument from Planned Parenthood is that they are small businesses. Right. And so they get other government money anyway. Like go sit down somewhere. Yes. And shouldn't be getting that. Shouldn't be getting that. That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) right. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, the the standard is that businesses with fewer than 500 employees are able to get this money and then be forgiven the principal on the loan. They will pay back the interest if they don't lay off any of their employees. And so this is meant to help businesses that have been adversely affected through no fault of their own. This is not just risky behavior on the part of these businesses. They've been shut down. Okay, they've been shut down and they can't and they can't function. Well, um, Planned Parenthood doesn't meet that criteria. Um, because, and as, as well should be taken into consideration, even though they have these, uh, abortion facilities set up all across the country that have fewer than 500 employees, when you look at them all together and they work closely enough together, they are a large entity. And so Mm. that's how they've been viewed. And so the Trump administration is saying, no, you're not, I mean, which, you know, I don't know what the numbers look like, but the last I checked, they're still trying to kill babies. Yeah, they still trying. Oh yeah, they so, haven't stopped. I mean, no, they haven't stopped. Which just you know, I never, I never want that to be. I never want that to be normal. You right. know what I mean? That that should always be jolting. So anyway, right. that's some good news coming from the the Trump administration. I wanted to share that. Now here's something else that um, I hope I hope that I can um, quickly mention this, and then again get into. Um, talking about Netflix, but mm-hmm. um, this is concerning. Now, you remember 
when I was talking about the reopening of the country and the the uh, coronavirus recovery team, right, or commission that is sort of um, compiled a a list of um, suggestions, you know, this is what we need so that we can reopen. You remember we mm-hmm. talked about that. We didn't exhaust it at all. We didn't exhaust it at all. Probably could stand to go back to it. Um, one of the things that I was concerned about was this um, – this quarantine facility idea. Yeah. Okay. That you would have a person who's not going to go to the hospital, but also they're not, and using loosely the word allowed, they're not allowed to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the question then became, you know, if we could do something like this, like South Korea did where they have these facilities that people would be, you know, made to go to, of course it would be, a question of a violation of our civil liberties that you would force someone to go. But you remember the information laid out in this big document was, but we could engage in a massive education campaign mm-hmm. where yeah. um, people would see the importance of needing to go mm-hmm. to these facilities. Or feel you know? the pressure. Yes. Well, <laughs> this information, and apparently this happened on April 2nd, And I was unaware of it. And so I I was reading this and I'm thinking, you know, even while I'm mocking myself and talking about my my Reynolds hat, Mm -hmm. um, even while I'm mocking myself, my concerns are being realized like this is actually happening. So on April 2nd, there was an individual from upstate New York who was placed in an isolation facility staffed by law enforcement officers. Mm. Okay. And held there for five days. So placed there on April 2nd and then released. Well, it's an isolation facility. <laughs> it's, it's facilitated by officers. So that you can't leave. So that you can't leave. It sounds like prison uh, to me. I, I, well, you know, like jail. Well, jail. welcome to Animal Farm where it takes a while for us to get there, okay? <laughs> but eventually the pigs will be walking Man. on their hind legs, okay? Man. Just eventually they're going to be doing it. So. Yikes. So, and the reason this person was um, detained was because they refused to take a coronavirus test. Oh, my goodness. They refused to take a coronavirus. Now, I, we're going to have wow. to go back to this. I know, because, again, for all of us who get mocked out there, everybody's wanting a share of our Reynolds because it's <laughs> happening, okay? Man. Or it has already happened. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will pick up with this story and then pick up the pace and move on. You stay close. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in hell, bless obey this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to say, to long back cross that Jesus died. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And as uh, Anthony Evans in Christ Alone. As always, maybe you weren't aware of this, but we try to link all of the stories that we discuss in the uh, podcast notes. So if you get the podcast or if you share it, the information is there because 
you know, we want to talk about these issues, but we want to also kind of be just a little bit reading rainbow on this. You don't have to take our word for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you to be able to go and read these news stories for yourself. And uh, maybe you read them and you arrive at a different conclusion than we do. And that is OK. That's good. That's yeah. that's that's good. That's what we want. We want to make disagreement great again. Like, let's be able to do that. You know, I don't nobody needs to be afraid to disagree. Will and I don't agree on everything Mm-mm. all the time. Mm-mm. I mean, and when there's disagreement, he is always wrong. No, but no. we've learned to accept at, at, that at the end of the day. We find at out that I'm, day, I'm right. That you're wrong. Yeah, see, we're just saying the same thing. Just like an echo to each other. That's what it's like to become one flesh. Just an echo to each other. So welcome back to the program. Um, Again, while I was twisting up my tinfoil hat, um, somebody else (laughs) was um, actually, you know, actualizing my concern, which is that you have a person who, um, by reason of being suspected of having COVID-19, was taken into an isolation facility. I want to say taken into custody, but I want to be very careful here. I, I just, I, I, you know, but, but in my mind, when I read this, I'm autocorrecting and I'm going taken into custody. Right. I'm, I'm saying arrested. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Jail. You can, mm-hmm. right. You know, I mean, <laughs> whether you tie them up with a mask or handcuffs, you're detaining them. I don't know. I mean, wow. you're just you're taking how, them into how, custody. How could they get away with? Like, I don't. Go ahead. Well, just keep, I'm glad you go. asked. So let's let's get back to the yeah, story here. Ahead, and remember, you you can read the entire story uh, in the links. We'll make sure to include this so that you can read it and share it with your friends. Because when you suggest things like this, um, you know, your friends probably think you're crazy too. So now you have the support for it. So on April second, an individual from upstate New York was placed in an isolation facility staffed by officers and was held until April seventh. After refusing to take a coronavirus test, the person in question, whose name is yet to be released, um, uh, allegedly violated the county's isolation order and had visible symptoms of the virus while out in public. Now, we'll continue with this, but let me just say this. And, and you know, <laughs> um, hmm. so there's just so many questions, right? Yeah. Like, so your, your, your question should be, OK, what were those symptoms? Yeah, because I'm thinking, OK, maybe they were coughing. Because you okay. can't see fever. You no, can't you see can't. That. No, you and you can't, can't see, see a loss of smell uh, or taste. You can't see that. So, but here's here's another question that we should we should lay up on the heap here. If the person is um, isolated by force um, from April second to April seventh, that's five days. Um. Don't we usually speak in terms of like two weeks? Right, Don't right. we speak in terms? Days, right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so my days. question is, what is it that you saw out in public hmm. that all of a sudden went away in five days and the person was able to go? So to me, that almost seems like um, it was unnecessary to right. detain them. Now, right. of course, there may be things I don't understand, and I will always allow space for that. Hmm. I will always allow space for that. But just upon reading it, okay, taking a look at it, and I'm sure there'll be more information that'll come out. I just say, what happened in five days? Like, yeah. you know, usually we have shelter in place or you quarantine people who you think are symptomatic for 14 days, two weeks. Right. So what happened in five days hmm. that you said, oh, we're sorry. You know, you know what? Maybe not. You can go ahead and go. Hmm. Like, I, I just don't understand that. So here we go. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office How's this particular individual whose name has not yet been released by authorities 
Um, and I think <laughs> I think for a reason. Um, but the Monroe, Monroe County Sheriff's Office housed this individual at what they call the COVID confinement area. <laughs> so this is in in a hospital. Um, they don't they don't say, but it's a it's a it's an area that they well, have deemed the COVID. Well, dear, mm-hmm. with all love, I would say that if it were a hospital, they should just call it that. True. Um, I don't I Man, don't envision trying. a hospital. Man. Because that's not what's expressed. I guess in I'm just this trying to give story. them the benefit of the doubt of not putting this that's person great. in jail. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Um, okay, go this, ahead. This they give an address for where this uh, this confinement area is located. I mean, <laughs> at this point, you have every opportunity to call it a hospital. You could even <laughs> call it a hotel. I told you. You know, they left the light on. My mind keeps going to jail. Okay, well, okay, well, I mean, well, as I mean, it should, as it should. So this person was uh, confined at this COVID confinement area on April 2nd um, at the request of a Monroe County Department of Public Health issued health order of isolation. So the Monroe County wow. Public Health issued this order and this person was found to be in violation of these, if you've got these symptoms, you can't be out. It this person like was out. Arrest warrant. And this person was taken into custody. Now, here's the thing. When the Daily Wire reached out to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office to get some clarity, to ask some questions, mm-hmm. um, their reporters were directed to a previously released statement from the sheriff's office, which is this. And just listen. And so because, you know, everybody needs to understand maybe mm-hmm. and arrive at your own conclusion. And again, you, there's more to the story. You can read it on your own. And because we'll, I'll say this and then and then I'll move on. Um, this was the original statement. Last evening, April 2nd, 2020, at approximately 9.30 p.m., the Monroe County Department of Public Health imposed a civil order placing a non-compliant individual displaying symptoms consistent with COVID-19 and refusing testing in secure isolation. The individual was given multiple opportunities to comply with the health department order. The Monroe County Public Health Department has determined the individual's non-compliance with the health order of isolation endangers the safety, health, and well-being of the citizens of Monroe County. Now, I'll stop there, and and I'll 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 just I'll just say this. Um, last week, I think it was when I mentioned um, the you know recovery commissions suggestions and instructions for this administration. Uh, One of the things that I pointed out was this, and this was a concern of mine. And again, you're not trying to move too far down the field and, you know, create problems. Okay. But at the same time, I'm, I care about semantics. You know, I care about the way people say things. I care about what is suggested and the way people write. And, These are the kinds of things that I have to say when I was reading this that I was concerned could happen Mm -hmm. because you can say to a person now, look, this this is this could be a civil liberties issue if we don't come at this just right. But what we need to do is engage in a massive educational campaign. Hmm. Hmm. And again, this is being put together by people within the conservative movement that we trust. Again, let me say as we are seeing with President Trump, there are still people I think we do not trust who are yeah. having their hands yeah. in the discussion. 
Okay. And, and, and that is why I look at these things and I don't just say, well, because certain names are signed on to this, we should just accept it. We, you have to scrutinize these things. I mean, think for yourself. It's not just because your favorite person is endorsing this, that it should just be received without right. scrutiny. Right. I, I, I mean, right. come on, man. Like, right. Yeah. Be great. Be great, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let exercise your own thinking. And, and this is okay. This is a good thing. So anyway, going back to this Recovery Commission's list of suggestions, one of the concerns I had was uh, this particular section of it. Now, again, I didn't know what was going on, you know, April 2nd. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, but here we go. State and local public health officials that anticipate a surge in COVID-19 cases should strongly consider acting now to prepare temporary isolation facilities. <sighs> Mandatory assignment to such facilities raises civil liberty concerns, but public officials should use public education campaigns to encourage people to protect their loved ones rather than expose them to infections. Such a voluntary campaign holds great potential for reducing the rate of infection over time. So us isolating you is for the good of the community. Like you need to go away to this place for five, 14 days or whatever. And it's for the good of the community. If you don't do you it, then you, you hate everybody. You don't, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, problem here with this upstate New York story is that it was not of this person's own volition. Mm-hmm. This, this was not this person's own will. This was against this person's will. And this is the the exact thing. Like our son, and Will, you know this, our son Sam Witt tells us what he's doing by announcing that he shouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, he does, he, he has, I don't know, it's, it's yeah. I'm not going to touch mm-hmm. this. While he's reaching, it's like, it's there's a conflict, right, that he just has not learned to keep only in his brain. And I think at three, he just hasn't, so he expresses this. And and it's a warning for us that he's about to do something that he shouldn't do, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I, I feel like when you look at information like this and they're like, now we can't violate people's civil liberties, but, and, and you, you stopped me on this, Will, because here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, does this kind of fall into the category of a violation of a person's fourth amendment? You know, is this sort of a, is this an illegal arrest or could you Man. call it, you know, being seized by authorities That's what illegally like without me? You like know, it sounds like this whole thing with the sheriff's office was like a, a warrant for this person. You know, it, it just seems like, yeah, like this was an arrest, and you going you have to go to this isolation. You know, this COVID correctional facility. You know, for five days until we feel like, or until we feel like you're you're good. So, what does the Fourth Amendment tell it. us about um, what our rights are? So, the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures uh, shall not be violated, and no warrants uh, shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons. The persons are things to be seized. So, the persons and things to be seized. Why is a person? being detained or seized or taken into custody against that person's will with no probable cause that they have violated any laws. Now, I guess you would say what came from the health department um, that became an, a law, an edict. I mean, that's I, I don't right know, but itself. it's scary. Okay. I mean, and, that's what it takes to, you know, have more of these is just something yeah. from the health department to say that you need to be isolated. That you're a public health risk. Yeah. I mean, I, like, think I about mean, that now. 
You think about that. Because there are some people who, when you hear that, and man, we got to move on to Netflix, but there's some people when you hear that, they say, well, look, if they were displaying symptoms, well, I'm going to say five days is um, subjective. Right. Five days is a subjective look at displaying symptoms. Symptoms, because you know, and 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 you know, what do you say? Look, man or woman, I don't know, because we don't know. Um, we're sorry, or man, you got over that quick. You know, what is it? And and then again, you move down the line and you say, what is it? Um, coming up the pike that you know <laughs> your rights will be infringed upon because there is the feeling that you are a threat to public health mm. that you you know you can't be out there like that and and whatever the quote unquote like that is i think that is where americans need to be concerned and and man we y- you know this is not crazy this is not this is this is reasonable that we should say whoa you look at a person and you know there's a lot of people that around allergy time yeah. you might be displaying <laughs> symptoms right Right. I got, you know, you know, <laughs> two fits of my kids a certain time of the year, you might take them into custody. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they all they need is just a little Zyrtec. Like, just leave them alone, you know? And and so anyway, I don't know. That's just something that is concerning yeah, to that, me. Yeah, that's concerning. I didn't know about that story. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was shocked to read it because I thought, well, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I talk about and I do it carefully because I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm always looking under boulders. You know what I'm saying? But these are the things that <laughs> right. these are the things that concern me. So anyway, um, speaking of things that concern me and try to spend the bulk of our time here uh, looking at what the Parents uh, Television Council discovered in investigating program that programming that's produced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, Netflix is the most widely streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this investigation that they conducted focused on titles that are categorized by Netflix. Mm-hmm as intended for teenagers. Okay. So they've got two sets of ratings that they use, as I suggested, or as I, as I said in the, in the first segment there, they've, they use the motion picture associations, movie content rating system, PG, PG 13 R. Okay. And then they also use the TV parental guidelines, uh, rating system, TV, PG, TV, 14 TV mature for what they put in the category of their TV programming. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the Parents Television Council um, and according to the in, uh, investigation that they conducted, they found that the Netflix content that targeted teens carries more of a mature content rating mm. um, while still falling under the teen category. So you can't trust right. those ratings. No, you can't. And And when you get into it and you start to think about how this all breaks down, you realize that what our kids are being, our young kids are being exposed to, and you know, if you say teenager being a 13-year-old to 17-year-old, okay, um, they're being exposed to adult content that is being categorized as teen content. Mm. So we'll get into the nitty-gritty of that, and I have to give you like a little warning, a little disclaimer, because... Um, I'll have to share with you just a little bit of what is contained in the content that is targeted at teenagers. And again, if you have parental settings at home for Netflix and you say um, only allow your kids to watch teen content, um, what they're actually getting is going to be mature audience content. Wow. And again, this is not surprising to us. We already know that Netflix... Um, they don't really care about your kids. They don't really care about your kids at all. 
All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. survey of 2,000 Americans with access to streaming service, um, the average person is now is now streaming. This is in the midst of COVID-19. So, you know, these numbers are higher, um, but they are still alarming because you're still human. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not less human or less impacted by what you're feeding yourself because it's COVID-19. Like, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Cheetos are still Cheetos. You know, like it's it's not like it's like COVID calories where it doesn't count. And we all, you know, it's still the same thing. And so same thing for your spirit. Same thing for what you are taking in, what you're viewing. Not only that, but what your kids are viewing. So according to 2000 Americans with access to streaming service, the average person is now streaming eight hours of content a day. Mm. Boy, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. just, you know, you just think about that. Right. Um, eight hours of content a day. Well, like we're not binge- in school. So it works. We just. that'll replace it you know what i tell the kids sometimes like i'll say because i'll have these moments where um sometimes there's things going on and i may like you know recently we we had a time where i was allowing them to watch more content on the ipad Mm -hmm. and uh, like for jd i was allowing him to play more games you know Mm -hmm. and and then i it's like man lord help me because i i say to them and of course it's a joke but I say, oh, man, I can see your brain turn into mush. I can see your brain turn into mush. You know, and they kind of just like, you know, laugh it off. But it's one of those things where we are still affected by what we consume and yeah. how much how much yeah. we consume of it. Right. So anyway, average American, average person streaming eight hours of content a day and binge watching three shows in the past week. Mm. Binge watching. That means back to back to back to back mm-hmm. to back to back to back. Um. 65% of parents polled admitted that they have allowed their kids to watch more movies and television shows than they normally would. Again, some of this is to be expected. Um, but again, you're still human. And so what you're consuming is still affecting you. Right. It's, it's not, it doesn't just go away. So what did the parents television council found, uh, find when they looked at Netflix, which by the way, Netflix has the largest share of streaming at 29% of the video streaming that people are enjoying these days is coming from, uh, Netflix. Well, you take a stab at what's number two. Do you know? Uh, guess Amazon. Netflix is number one. No, Amazon actually um, came in fourth. Okay. YouTube is number two. Yeah, that that makes YouTube sense. YouTube is number that two. Makes sense. So I should have thought. So that. now now that I say that, you can see yeah. it, right? So oh, yeah, okay, definitely. so Netflix is number one. YouTube number two. Hulu number yeah, three, and then Amazon that. Prime at the bottom. Okay. There with nine percent of the content that is being streamed being streamed on on Amazon Prime. So what Parents Television Council did is they looked at Netflix since it's the biggest. It's got the largest share of streaming. And they said, OK, so what kind of content are they targeting at teenagers? I'd be curious to see what's going at younger kids. But they were looking at what's going on with teenagers. And mm-hmm. so um, they have this teen designation on Netflix. And as of April 6th, according to this report here, um, out of more than 3,600 category, category designations used by Netflix, 23 were identified as teen programming. 
So it's really interesting. I encourage our listeners, we're going to have a link to this. I, I want you to go and read the full report. It's, it's very, very interesting because they list the types of shows that are targeted at teens. Mm. The types of shows that are targeted at teens. And so just so you know, teen coming of age dramas, romantic teen dramas, um, teen irreverent comedies, <laughs> teen irreverent comedies. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, and again, everybody's got their little content or whatever. And, and, and you say this is good for your family and that's, and that's all well and good, but go and look at this report when you get a chance, because you just need to know um, what some of these categories are that Netflix is convinced is okay for your teen to consume. All right. So here is what they found. The content ratings show by far the most frequent age based rating for what Netflix calls teen programming was teen mature, meaning only suitable for a mature audience. By far, that's the type of content that comes up under the so-called teen rating. Wow. Um, one of the things that parents need to understand is that for TV mature and you've got kids who are 17 and under, you know, I guess most parents would say 13 to 17 who are consuming this, this content. That means it includes crude, indecent language. That means it includes explicit sexual activity. It includes graphic violence. Now, the Parents Television Council goes a little bit further, and with the use of VidAngel, they actually screened the content to find out the types of words that are being used in some of this content. Hmm. And so I'll give a disclaimer because even though I say this word, it is still offensive, mm -hmm. you know, but again, um, and so if you want, if you want to hear that, or if you've got kids listening, you don't want your kids to hear that. Totally understand. You probably don't, you know, don't want to listen to this portion of it and you just want to go read the rest. So I want to give you the time to be able to go do that. So, so here we go. Most of the teen content is rated TV mature. Most of the, the verbiage or the words that are used in what is called teen content on Netflix involves the use of the F word mm. and the S word and intense sexual content. Wow. So if you think about what this means and the most popular TV show on Netflix or the most popular series on Netflix is a series called Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, you may have heard of it, heard of this series, Stranger Things. I've not seen it, but I have heard of it. Mm. Um, it uses the S word some 257 times across three seasons. So that's an average of 10 uses of this word per episode. Wow. 10 uses of this word per episode, right? Um, according to Netflix, every single program that Netflix has that's rated TV 14 has multiple uses of the S word where it's just, it's just thrown out. Mm. Okay. Almost every Netflix original program rated as appropriate for teens had at least one use of the F word. Wow. Only one show didn't. So when they say almost every, it is almost every with the exception of one show. And let me read that to you again. Almost every Netflix original program, rated as appropriate for teens had at least one use of the F word in it. Now, mama, daddy, the question is, 
if we are talking to our kids about what is acceptable for us, right? That we don't want, I think of Ephesians 4.29, we don't want any corrupt talk coming out of our own mouths. And Mm -hmm. so we try to encourage our kids that this is why we don't use these words because we're going to be out and about. Our kids have heard cuss words, you Mm -hmm. know, and boy, what an uncomfortable question, you know, when, you know, (laughs) your kid comes in and asks you, what does that mean? And so there are things you, you, there's some things that you cannot control and boy, you wish you could. You know, and so you have to answer those questions and you want to do so from a biblical basis. But boy, just plopping your kid down in front of something where that is just filling their minds Mm. and filling their hearts. That's something totally different. Right. You know, that's not that's not hearing somebody out, you know, at a at a football game or hearing somebody out, you know, in the parking lot of the grocery store. And you you want to go over to them and (laughs) give them a hug, (laughs) (laughs) you know. It's something totally different yeah. from that. And imagine that if we have eight hours a day of our kids streaming. So let me do this. Let me open the phone lines, get your take on some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Our brother Marty is over in Studio CC, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Uh, you can comment on anything that we've talked about today. Um, mandatory isolation. No money going to Planned Parenthood. Yay. <laughs> and then also Netflix and Expose, which which really is sort of the focus of where I wanted to go today, because I'm often encouraging parents to be vigilant and to not give up. And look, and Will, you've been saying this has been such a burden of your heart that um, that we don't waste this time, that yeah. we don't waste this time. And so just because online streaming is going up, you don't have to be in that number. Right. You know, Amen. you. you <laughs> Right. When the streams go marching in, you don't have to be in that number um, because what you're finding, at least based on this information, is that a lot of the content that at least our teenagers are streaming is really content that would make you blush Mm. as an adult. It's content that would make you blush. It would make you say, man, you know. So anyway, and I commend um, the Parents Television Council, and I'm very grateful for the work that they do. And so, of course, they're they are calling on. better they're calling on better standards and standards across the board they're calling on regulations that would not just come from the people who are making the content mm-hmm. and kind of have a vested interest in getting as many eyes on it as possible so they lower the rating so that more people will be watching it yeah um so i i appreciate that the parents television council is doing that but can i say that while we fight for that so while we hold these companies accountable because that's what we exist to do we want to say no we're not going to just roll over While you do this, um, there was also an important work for us to do at home to be vigilant. That's right. Okay, there. If you if you never sign another petition, what are you doing at home to hold the line for protecting your family? And look, it takes work. If you know, sometimes if your kids are too quiet, if they've been if they've disappeared, you know, like Will and I will go do spot checks. Mm-hmm. What's everybody doing? Right. You know, routinely. We do, yeah. we just know what each other is doing. Like, <laughs> Will will get up. And actually, you get up more than I do. And, man, I'm so grateful for you. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, they're, they're quiet. You know, what's <laughs> going on? Like, oh, hold on. Where's everybody at? What's So our aim is not to have these uninterrupted lives at home where it's like, oh, it's like I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Because you do have kids. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Milton in Iowa. Hey, Milton. Hey, good afternoon. Hey. Good afternoon. So um, I've been listening to some of the um, uh, 
the, you know, the, the understanding of what people are doing, the past time, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, thinking about how easy it is to develop uh, a bad habit. And mm-hmm. you know, as our um, you look at the the summer vacation trends, you know, and you and yeah. you sleep late or you stay up late or whatever, and all these things. And I'm thinking about this situation with our kids and working adults, for that matter, that just uh, are in experience kind of like coming back from a long vacation and trying mm. to get back in the groove of things, <laughs> how out of shape we're going to be just, uh, you know, physically, possibly even mentally, just for the, the disciplines that it takes to, to be a productive society. Should businesses and things start to open up, it could be a real a real challenge to kind yeah. of, you know, get back mm, in. That's such a good point. Yeah, that's a, that's a Man, good point. Man, that yeah. is such a good point. You know, you you've got to prepare yourself that what you have experienced is not normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, like, Will, you said, when was it last <laughs> night? You said, um, you said, okay, next week, I um, hope you guys have your books that you're reading because <laughs> this is how the time is going to be spent. Yeah. And they're like, womp, womp, <laughs> you know. Um, but we need that. We right. need to not just allow our brains to turn to mush and even yeah. the way we function, uh, thinking that sheltering in place is supposed to be some sort of new normal. That's not normal, folks. Will the Great, where do we go next? Okay, let's go to Jenny in Texas. Hi, Jenny. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Uh, I would just Hi. I would just like to talk just a minute about the prison system here in Texas and um, the, the problem they have with the COVID-19. and. Mm. Uh, it's just bad. It's really, you can't go anywhere once you're in there and the employees are overworked, uh, because so many employees are testing positive. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the unit my daughter works in is, uh, over 800 inmates are positive and over, uh, 250 employees are positive and oh my. you can't go anywhere. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, once you're in a I mean, once you're positive, you have to go quarantine, but it's really bad. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a sad situation, and uh, we can just uh, just remember those. those uh, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad that Jenny brought that yeah, up because prison. that's a yeah. that's a major prayer point. And, and I will say this. It's not only a major prayer point. For those of us outside, those of us who um, have loved ones working inside the facility, it's a major prayer point for inmates mm-hmm. who are people who yes. are made in the image of God That's as right. well. Right? right. That we we have brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who are in prison who listen to us on a daily basis yep. and they are equally concerned. Remember, we don't lose our humanity when we're incarcerated. On, right. Man. And so we need to remember to be praying for our brothers and sisters that the same thing we expect and and ask the Lord to do on the outside of prisons, that he is still able and willing to do on the inside of prisons, which is open up doors for the gospel um, so that his name is proclaimed so that there are opportunities to make great the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's add all of that to our prayer points. Will the great, do we have time for one more call? If it's real quick, one more, real quick, uh, Dodaya in Mississippi. I don't know if I said that right, but go ahead. Hi. Hi. Go ahead. Oh, you got you're you're going you're getting ready to stop. All I wanted to say <laughs> is I really appreciate your show and you give me a lot of laughs. But back in the eighties, I would listen to the TV and I would tell them to turn it off mm. because mm. of the content. Yeah. You know, yes. and this is back in the eighties. Yeah. And I just wanted a real fast thing. I I turned on a movie the other day and I went what. 
and it was a mature Mm-mm. audience, so I turned it off. Mm. And I turned it on another one, it's a mature audience, and I said, I must not be mature. So <laughs> That's so good. Off, now, look, think know? about Thank that. You. Think about that. That's us as adults looking at right. things and saying, oh, no. Oh, I don't want to watch that. And right. imagine that our kids are being subjected to that. Look, the American Family Association was founded on the call. Hey, families, turn off your television. Mm. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.